guys, welcome to the episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. And today I am joined by two beautiful ladies, Eliza Case Mayer. Mar. Meyer? Mar, like, like Bill Mar, Mar but not related. Yes. And um, Megan McNulty. They, right. Megan is the executive producer. And he, she played Amanda in Taking the Reins, as well as Miss Alexandra. <laughs> Eliza plays Alexandra, um, Sam's sister in the movie. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me. First of all, I am not even joking with you when I say, or exaggerating, when I say this is like one of my favorite movies of 2021. It had me crying and laughing and it was just like an emotional roller coaster mm. and everything so let's start with how did that happen I mean you're the executive producer Megan um what does exactly an executive producer do great question um I'm learning too no you know it depends different producers do different things but for for my I call her my my person my partner we do all parts of our life together (laughs) Nikki and I started as as really good friends we met at our acting studio and then we teamed up as as writing partners years ago but for us um as executive producers it's really more on the creative end so this was a concept that we developed um a little while back, actually. And it really started with, um, you know, we, we always take inspiration from both of us, but Nikki had grown up with a horse named Peanut and she had grown up on a on a farm in Georgia. And we were just playing with this idea of a woman who um, has lost her purpose, right? And has lost her passion. And it just started with that larger idea and then became what everyone saw as taking the reins the other night. So as executive producers, we kind of oversaw that process from that initial concept that we came up with, then through you know all the iterations and the whole process that went from point A to getting us all on set where we met beautiful Eliza and, and the casting and all of that and, and being you know boots on the ground. My husband's a former Marine, so I use a lot of military terms. <laughs> being you know boots on the ground on set, not just as actors in it, but um, our role as executive producers on set is just making sure that the vision and the story and the themes and all of that are ringing true. Yeah, um, I love the horses. The horses were so beautiful. But um, Eliza, we didn't see your character ride the horses in the movies, but did you I know. <laughs> I know. No, there was actually a running joke on set because I did have one line that was supposed to be on a horse, but during our time there, um, it wasn't that, that later hurricane in the summer, but there was a hurricane situation. I think we had more of like a tropical storm or the the remnants of a tropical storm in Connecticut, um, at the beginning of July. And, um, there's the scene where I'm sort of pacing and, and Luke and Sam come up. Um, and I say, where have you been? Dad's hurt. That was originally supposed to be on a horse. And I was going to gallop in on a horse (laughs) and say, it's dad. He's hurt. Which was like, it just felt like the most like beautiful melodramatic moment I could have ever seen. But because of the flooding down at the river where they were, they had intended to film that scene, uh, you know, it was, it was unnecessary in the grand scheme of things. Like we just didn't need, we didn't, you know, and that's something that, you know, uh, being a producer, you sort of, you have to like pick your battles in that way, you know, like they can't fight for everything. And so when it comes to like 
needing to see the little sister on a horse. Like we don't really need to see that. It's not the point of the story. So it's a great example of things that get cut because of, you know, things that are out of our control. Um, I remember that phone call and it was before I would meet you, you, Eliza, but I remember that call with Vicki clearly of having to say, okay, it's fine. We can get that information across in another way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 I do feel like the uh, horses were a big part of the movie, but like you said, there are some things that did need to be part of it. Uh, how did you, Eliza, get to hear, hear of the role of Alex Abram? Um, I mean, it's been, <laughs> it's been many, many years of, of, of not getting a lot of things that have led to getting a thing. And that's the story I think that you'll hear universally from a lot of actors, you know, writers, creators, right. um, every once in a while, you sort of like put a small crack through the proverbial ceiling. And, and this was that for me. And, um, it was a very special experience, not only because, um, I know Claire as a fellow creative and as a friend, um, but we got on set and I just met these two women like Nikki and and Megan and it was just kind of like oh these people are doing exactly what I want to do because I'm a writer as well and I have a small production company and I just sort of got there and was like sort of swept up in the like <laughs> in the magic that was these two people wearing all of the hats and doing all of the things um and so you know, I ended up there, sure, because of a million auditions and a million no's that eventually led to a yes. Um, but looking back on the experience, like I would, I, I would give all of the, no, I would take all of the no's over again to end up with this yes, because it was just a really important one that I think um, sowed a lot of seeds for, for wonderful relationships in the industry. You have a comedic talent. <laughs> I've been watching your TikTok videos. <laughs> so good watching. so good I mean in, in, in the movie I have to say Eliza your character brought the laughs I mean I, I talk about the um, family dinner scene in the podcast of uh, this week and I'm like that was her facial reaction to watching them, you know, yell at each other across the table. I was like, oh my God, Eliza totally took that scene. <laughs> well, I think that it, it goes down to being surrounded by people who are willing to play. And what was so nice about this set is that um, I was allowed to improvise little bits. Like there are, there are things that ended up there that we found naturally. There are lines that were not in the script that are only, they only exist because you have a director like Claire, writers like Nikki and Megan, who are not too proud or too controlling to say, yeah, let's play with it. Let's see what we can do. Because I think we all understand that every scene is better if you allow people to just be themselves within their character. And because I was allowed that freedom, we got those wonderful moments, but it really comes down to leadership and writing because a lot of people are like, that's not on the page. Stop. You know, it's true. There are a lot of people who don't let you do that. And it requires a very trusting leadership team um, to allow for, for humor to come in. So. Yeah. I'm glad that you guys did allow humor because this was a, pretty heavy movie when it came to like you know um make it i think we talked about this on instagram um the for me the message that hit home the most was just telling your loved ones i love you and i'm proud of you those are things that 
you know, as a, I, for me, I relate to because even with my parents, they never say those words. And it's like something that I just crave for, you know, and many people crave for. Um, was that something that you guys wanted really, really hard to tell your viewers as well? Absolutely. Um, I loved our chats about that um, on Instagram. Um, so, you know, what Eliza just said, I'll piggyback off of that. And I think it all comes down to um, humility and respect. And there was such, um, such a level of communal respect that allowed us to play and uplift those messages. Um, Nikki and I were trained at Warner Laughlin Studios. Warner Laughlin is our mentor. And we have a motto there that says, leave ego at the door where ego belongs because it's the great killer of creativity. And it really is. So I think we were able to, uh, those messages were able to transcend because there was such humility and respect on set. And, um, you know, everything that Nikki and I create, and this has all happened organically, things, projects come to us. And we started to look at the through line of these projects. And this includes all the things we're currently developing. And they all... Um, they all deal with helping people feel like their most confident best selves um, by helping people rise above, you know, their current circumstances and find hope and grace and love. And so that absolutely was a, a mission of ours in this story. Right. Um, and, you know, this is no secret. Nikki has um, shared it publicly with her followers. Um, there was a lot of heaviness going on while we were shooting this movie. And, you know, she, um, she lost her dear sweet dad uh, very That's shortly after we wrapped. Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> me showing up to set to have those boots on the ground was so much bigger. Everything Nikki and I do are, uh, is about, you know, serving something greater than ourselves, right? And there was something so much bigger at stake obviously making this beautiful movie, but it was about us. We always say better together. And Eliza is part of that now and everyone we got to work with. Um, there was something so much bigger going on there. And to see Nikki in that scene with Corbin and, um, you know, to know what she was weathering, but to still get those messages across. Nick and I are both educators too. I'm about to start a semester at UCLA and I've run a tutoring business for 20 years. That's my other hat. I have my master's in special ed. And that's my big mission is making kids feel massively confident because uh, I have two kids myself, five and, and 10, and Nikki has two boys. And, you know, when you don't, when you don't feel that early on and you don't hear that, you know, that has its effects later. So that was, sorry, my long-winded answer to say, yes, that was absolutely something we wanted to, to convey. But, you know, sometimes you don't know how it's going to come across. Like you have an idea, but then it, it, it it's so much bigger and better and brighter when you have these brilliant people on set doing it and, you know, watching, watching them even, you know, do that scene or taking the calls with Nikki when she was working through that scene with Corbin and, and it starts to take on a whole new life. And it's just amazing. But I, I'm not a crier. I don't cry <laughs> in movies. But when that went up, when she, when he, when she saw her articles, in the cigar box and she saw that he kept all of her stuff. I was just sitting, I was like boo-hooed like a baby. I'm boo-hooing now talking about it because one thing that I said 
was that a lot of people take the saying, actions speak louder than words to mean that you don't have to say it. But in reality, it should be happening at the same time. And uh, man, I, I got so emotional with that scene because those are things that I'm gonna cry, hold on. <laughs> This is why we do what we do. Those are things that I wish I could hear, you know? I, I think a lot of people wish we could hear it from our parents, from our family members, you know? I, I, was, tell, I was telling a story on my podcast on the slide. One time I went to visit my parents for the weekend or whatever, and before I even got to in, inside the door, my mom was already listing all the things that I've done wrong. And, I, and so like I stopped her and I was like, hey, Camille, how are you? How was your day? How was your ride over here? I'm glad that you're sick. But she's like, why are you talking to me like that? And I'm like, because I'm trying to tell you what I want you to hear, what I want to hear. You take the time to say something good to me before you start listing all the bad things. You know, it, it, and that scene really, really affected me. <laughs> it affected a lot of people, I think. Woo! Okay, stop crying to me. <laughs> okay. It's also, also the scene with Preston and Alex when he comes in and says, you know, how proud he is of you, Alex. And and that was another special one. I, really I know. I, I love this, the scene with the parents where the mom was like, have you told her? You know, I was like, yeah. yeah. What's nice about Corbin and what I found about working with Corbin is that, um, if you just listen to him, everything works. Like, I don't mean listen to his direction. I mean, listen to his words. Like he does, he, he tunes in and he looks you in the eyeballs and he says the words. And if you just listen to them, everything pans out. And I think that that's why, I think that's why the scene with Nikki and Corbin worked because you didn't, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of acting going on. I just saw two people listening to each other. And when, when it, when it happens that way, it's, it's real. And I think that was one of the biggest compliments that I got about this film was that everyone said, it just felt so real. I felt like I was just watching, like you guys talk to each other and like, Oh, Eliza, I saw your laugh. Like I saw you. And I'm like, good. That's the highest compliment an actor could ever get. And that's what I felt about watching that scene with those two. It wasn't this schmaltzy overdone thing. It was just two very vulnerable human beings having a conversation. It's not real. That yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as, real. as acting coaches uh, that Nick and I have also, we also do, I coach Nikki on everything. She coaches me on everything. You know, it always comes down to that. What you just said, Eliza, just listen and respond. Now we all know there's a lot of work that goes, that's involved for it to come down to that point. But at the end of the day, listen and respond, you know? And that I think is another big message of the movie, whether it was an intentional message or not, which is the power of communication, right? That's why Sam and Luke, they stopped communicating and they both of course had their own perspectives of who was communicating what. And once they got on the same page with that, we all know what happened, but that's another, you know, universal message is how we communicate. Yeah. And that is, yeah, well, I mean, that was the other scene that kind of gets overlooked sometimes in this grand scheme of things is when um, Luke told Sam, 
I feel, felt like I was failing. And she said, I never told, said that you failed. And she, he said, but you never told me I wasn't. I, yeah, you know oh, you never I mean? told me I succeeded either. Yeah. Right. And I was just like, so it's not even just a parent-child communication thing. It's also a partner communication thing, you know. And stuff. Uh, I love this movie. This movie is just awesome. No, I'm not joking. I, uh, I, I can list like maybe three movies I cried at. Hallmark movies I've cried at. And this is definitely one of them. <laughs> so, um, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Don't be sorry. We're so happy. At, you know, and, and, and you laugh too. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I said it's an emotional roller coaster. You guys had some really great, you know, beats of comedy and um, drama. And I feel like that's what's so great about your character, uh, Eliza, is that you brought in the laughter, you know, and it was just funny with you and stuff, which kind of. Um, <laughs> the, your side storyline with Matthew, I think it was. That was yes, hilarious. <laughs> that was a that was a really fun twist too to find out that he had a boyfriend. Did you see it coming? No, I did not see that coming. My podcast host did. She was like, "Yeah, yeah I do." And I was like, "How did you know?" Well, I obviously had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had- always had bad gaydar so I had no idea (laughs) I mean yeah I think I think it it says a lot for um you know for for well where Hallmark is right now and where they're willing to go and bringing in fresh narratives that are just as much a part of real life as all of our you know traditional love stories and storylines and um course we take everything you know step by step and um little by little but I was really I was really glad to be part of a storyline that allowed for conversation new conversation um in, in there were actually there was a small little chat on twitter about uh, uh, Alex and <laughs> you guys be <laughs> you think a little spark of sad love story <laughs> yes well I had hoped so but you know, we love our, you fall in love with your friends too, you know? So yeah. I think everything is a love story at the end of the day. My boyfriend oh, yeah. often says that everything is Romeo and Juliet at the end of the day. Yeah. He's kind of right in that way. And friendship love is, is just as important as romantic love. Yep. So um, what, I, mean, I already told you guys what are, what's my favorite scene. What are your favorite scenes that you hold dear? Oh my goodness. I mean... You know, for Nick and I to see this come to fruition on set and to, we've never even acted opposite one another. So my brain just goes to, um, you know, our, our Amanda, Samantha scenes in, in Amanda's office were extremely special to us because we literally just kept looking at each other saying, we're, this is happening and just reminding each other to be so present in it. Um, but in terms of the film, thinking back, I mean, I, it was really fun. Um, the hor- the competition, um, just you know, and 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 having everyone there and all the backgrounders so lovely and just like that was it was just so fun. And that was actually my one time I got to work as an actor with Eliza. So I I was partial to that. 
I, that, I love uh, ski. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The, oh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna ask: Was that an actual like? Was was there actual real uh, competitors or real jumpers or um, thingamajig for the movie when you guys were filming the competition or something? Oh, uh, did you want to go, Eliza? Oh, okay. Yes, there were. I mean, there were. Um, Eliza spent a lot more time on on the horse farm with the horses than I did, but. Um, there absolutely were um, the competitive jumpers, is is what you call them. I think I clearly the horse thing is not my is not my realm. Yeah, I mean the stunt the stunt doubles who are incredible. I mean, yes, they are they were professionals, are professionals. Um, I don't I don't know the capacity to which they compete in that way, or whether or not they do that more for TV and and just as a stunt double. But um, yes, they were they were certainly professionals. But I couldn't um, do it. <laughs> No, like I said, I couldn't walk up and say, that's her, that's, that's, that's about it for me. Um, my favorite scenes, were, I, I love seeing the things that I didn't know existed yet. So I, I loved, I loved Corbin and Nikki's scene. I just thought that that was so wonderful. Um, that was a favorite for sure. I loved um, Megan's moment, the, the empathy line, the, just give me a second. I'm trying to find some empathy. That was, I didn't, I, I never knew that was there. I think they improvised it or I don't know what happened, but regardless, I loved that moment. Um, and then personally for filming, um, the family dinner scene was super tough. It was really late. It was the like the last shot. I think Nikki had one more shot after it, but it was one of the last shots of the day. It was it was complicated because you're passing food, which means that there's a lot of pressure on the art department to replenish and give clean plates. And every time you do a take, you have to start back from the beginning and everything has to go back to ones and undoing wine pours. And there's just a lot going on and a lot of conversation. And that's a game of ping pong. So everyone needs to get their coverage. And we did it a lot of times, but um it was just really fun to film because once we all sort of like shook off the tension of, okay, we got to get down to like the nitty gritty brass tacks of how we're going to technically execute this. It was really fun because there was so much silent conversation going on across the table. And Scott in particular was really great in that scene because he was directly across from me and he was very open to, to eye contact. And so when you, that, that's what I meant when I said, when you're surrounded by actors that will receive what you offer them in real time, yeah. it allows me to then react like, and so none of that was like, you know, mugging. It was like, you know, <laughs> it was real responses to great actors around me. Um, yeah. So that was definitely one of my, Favorite. Do you guys watch Gilmore Girls? Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of the family of the Friday night dinner with mm. the Gilmore Girls. Yes, just right with had, anxiety and tension. When, yeah, when they had all the fighting, they were all kind of like yelling at each other, kind of thing. Yeah. This is the highest praise I could give. Okay, <laughs> As a Gilmore oh. Girls fan. Have you ever watched Gilmore Girls, Megan? Yes, I have. It's just been a, it's been a, it's been a moment, but yes, of course. Yeah. And it's that one scene that there was this one scene where I think uh, Rory and Lorelai came back after a time and um, they all like started yelling at each other, hash out all of their past. Oh yeah, you <laughs> pent it up. And it's all the subtext. It's all the things that are not written. And that speaks back yeah. to what Eliza was saying, the full circle of it all of, yeah, it's, 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 you, you're saying one thing, but you're meaning another. And that's just always fun when you actually get to play that out. And you're every other, not just actor, director, everyone on set is, is, is into that is yeah. amazing. Cause it doesn't yeah. always happen. 
Yeah, that was a great scene. It was. It felt like a, um, <laughs> they were yelling at each other. I felt bad for the yams, though. They were getting <laughs> Are you kidding? The yams got more spotlight than yams have ever gotten in the world. <laughs> like, like a I don't know if you remember that little sketch on on Instagram. Jordan Firstman, he's a good, hilarious comedian, but he did he he kind of like skyrocketed during quarantine because he did a bit about if you were Banana Bread's publicist. And like, oh. you know, we got to get Banana Bread's publicist over to Yams because Yams is having a <laughs> Walmart. I forgot that Yams was the other half of that. I chanced upon him months ago, of course. Oh my gosh, hilarious. I forgot about the Yam, Yam. aspect. That is so too funny. funny. <laughs> that was really funny. I had intended to get um, each person at that dinner table a single Yam uh, for a wrap gift um, and just leave it on their, you know, on their trailer door. <laughs> but um, I don't know. We had a really late night the night before. Yeah. <laughs> Rap gifts fell by the wayside. Yeah. We just told each other how much we loved one. Thanksgiving is going to be, Thanksgiving with all the yam dishes is going to be all different now. <laughs> Look at yeah, for sure. That's too funny. Um, so do you guys have any behind the scenes secrets? Like working with Corbin, working with uh, many of the cast or crew? Yeah, want to share? it was it was it was fast friendships all around you know it was fast and furious we were only there I mean Megan was I literally was only physically with Megan for like hours like it was I mean hours that was it the last weekend but I think like this this I don't know what the secret was but like we all just sort of like fit like puzzle pieces It, it it didn't take any time for anyone to sort of fall in line with each other whether you were there for a day for a week or for a month and I think that's the, that's one of the secrets, I think, is to just like let yourself fall, right? Let yourself fly and trust because in the grand scheme of things, it's short. It's a short span that we have to shoot this. Yeah, I was there literally the first day, went away, came back. But I think because you knew Nikki so well at that point, and Nikki and I are literally the same person. <laughs> so maybe you thought it was her. But I think that's a big secret of like, just do your work be prepared, which of course everyone was like beyond um, yep. and find the humor, find the levity and be ready to play and just jump in and just trust that your scene partner partners are going to be there for you and just have fun. Um, yeah. I know it sounds trite, but it was true though. I mean, I did have a special relationship with Fred because it was both of our first feature films. And I think we both showed up to set feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome because I think it's hard to do your first anything, you know? And for me to receive a call sheet with the names that were on the call sheet, um, having a ton of experience in other sides of the industry, you know, com- commercial side and, and stuff like that, it was, I was very intimidated. I was, I, I was very nervous. And I know Fred felt the same way because again, he's had a lot of experience. He's on Broadway, you know, in other areas, but this was his first sort of step into this world as well. Yeah. And so- because I'm a former musical theater girl and I also lived in New York for seven years, you know, I looked at him and it was just like, okay, you're my home base. Like we're in the same position. We're both scared and we, we, we speak the same language. So that was such a blessing for me. It did, it did feel like it was your approach. Thanks. Was, like you felt like you like really, uh, you felt like you fit in with the rest of the cats who've been doing it. Thanks. It felt that way, certainly like, you know, just days in and after meeting Nikki and, and, and feeling her warmth, it was like, okay, I know I'm in good hands. 
Um, and, you know, it, it makes sense that this group of people put together the cast that they did, right? Because <laughs> Megan said it the other day, like seeks like, and you, you don't just, you don't hire someone for their, for their talent. You, you hire someone for their abilities on, you know, in front for of their the camera, spirit but, almost. Yeah. I mean, you have to spend time with these people. It's you hire people because they're good to be around because you got to be around these people a lot. And so yeah. because that was a priority in their casting process, I felt like that bled into, you know, the everyday onset culture. I yeah. always say to my actors, like, just be a good person, be easy to work with, be fun to work with, but be easy to work with. And that kind of, that's at the top. Um, yeah. Well put Eliza. Well put. Um, it, do you guys have any future works coming up? We do. Uh, well, Nikki and I have a, a, have a Hallmark Christmas movie and I'll just leave it at that. So stay tuned. We are not in it, but, um, we conceived it and, and wrote it and we're very excited. And back to what Eliza was saying about, you know, what, what's the stories Hallmark is telling now, it's really exciting. So, um, I'll, I'll just leave it there. I'll, I'll tease you all with that. Um, so that's exciting. Hey, and teasers. <laughs> did, you, did you at least like hit Ashton Hulu's story? Did you have that? We were actually working on developing and writing the, the movie I, I, I just mentioned while, you know, in the midst of, of making Taking the Reins. So that was... <laughs> so, but that's like why a little bit busy. A little bit. This is why we <laughs> have to have two people. We literally can't do life without the other brain. Like our, yeah. our... The other night we like were up writing so late and we turned something in and Nikki said, well, we had one eye closed, but my one eye and Megan's one eye makes one makes a whole person. So I, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Eliza? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure yet. I mean, what was, what's really great about this movie is that it's opened up some necessary doors as far as representation goes. I, I was without a theatrical agent and a manager. And so I think right now I'm taking the steps to, you know, put those, those things in place so that I can, you know, start to, um, audition the way that I need to be auditioning. Um, I, and, ha I really have high hopes for you because the, you did such a yes. good job with this movie. Thank Shoot. you. People need to see her in so many roles and they will. I mean, make it if you need another, uh, if you're doing another movie, hire her. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, we're already working on it. It's we're already up. talking about it. Yes. We were literally texting all morning, myself, Eliza and Nikki. <laughs> But I, can't, I honestly can't wait to see more of you guys because like seriously um this movie was so great and so wonderful and it's for a first time movie Eliza you did such a great job and Megan oh, the script the storyline the messages everything it's like literally I I know I'm not the only one that was affected by the movie I know others have been affected by it too and I want to thank you and Nikki, if you could send her the message to for this movie, it's well, just wow. like beautiful. And thank you both for again joining me today. Thank you, thank you for all the support, and it's been so fun talking to you. And we have so much in common. Um, and it doesn't it means nothing unless uh, people are transformed and changed by it in some way, right? So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>